0: Welcome back to feeling content, content, Uh, Content. how are you feeling, Michael?
1: I'm feeling good, Brad. I'm feeling good. Um, You know, trying to, I think last on our last pod, we talked about staying positive even through these kind of crazy times and trying to, sometimes I forget um, about this whole quarantine thing just because I'm trying to, I think it's, uh, we're so used to it now, but I'm feeling good.
0: I'm feeling good too. Um, I'm getting a little bored. I'm furloughed from my job right now want want but i'm staying positive staying positive uh i still have a job which is great um still have my benefits anyways i don't want to get into personal stuff yeah um, i get that uh but i'm feeling positive feeling content feeling content um <laughs> again we go both ways uh so uh michael uh just so the listener if they're jumping in for the first time which they probably shouldn't be They should probably be going back and listening to the first part of this episode, but just in case, what's the point of this podcast, Michael?
1: The point is, Brad loves the Grateful Dead, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth saying love, but uh, I have never been that big of a fan, and on the last pod, uh, Brad introduced a syllabus, so to speak, of uh, various um, songs and live versions and covers that I should listen to to try and ultimately convince me to like the dead and here we are today and we're going to talk about
0: it and I do I would say I do love the dead uh, I'm a deadhead uh, I'm a new deadhead relatively new I haven't been a deadhead for a long time but I feel like I have a good grasp I saw there's a really good I should have put this on the syllabus as well but there's a good documentary on Amazon Prime on the dead did I tell you about that no it's called uh, "Long Strange Trip," which is from one of their songs, and it's awesome. They're from the town where I like grew up, like as a baby, Menlo Park, California. Shout out to Menlo Park. Shout out to shout out. I say shout out a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, anyways, let's get into it. Yeah, Michael. So you have listened to my syllabus. It was I sure a long, have. about three hour syllabus. I applaud you because I know it's not easy when you don't love a band to go through especially for me like I go through stages where I want to listen to what I want to listen to totally so like you kind of have to you kind of not it's good music so I feel like at least I think it's good music right so I feel like it's not like pulling nails yeah. but like well it's uh go I, I, for it Michael. yeah no no
1: and I I want to say I we there's a reason why we're such good friends because we think the same way and you are absolutely right because when you start listening to things that you don't really want to listen to, it's kind of a grind. But if you want to try and branch out, in my opinion, if you want to try and branch out and explore new new music, you kind of have to commit, and it takes more than listening to a song for thirty seconds. Um, and so, so I did go in with as with as open as a of a mind as I could on this um, on your syllabus. And so, let's just start. So you had me listen to. The dead conversion playlist which had two songs from the grateful dead one song from dead and company
0: right right i want to hear so let me hear your opinion on dire Wolf. that was the first song that i had you listen to
1: okay so dire Wolf was probably my favorite song of any of the grateful dead songs
0: okay i'm glad i'm glad i put that first i figured you'd like that one Yes. especially now that you've been living in austin it's a very like country like yeah. classic country okay let me hear your opinion. Yeah,
1: no. So I, I I think Direwolf was kind of the the most packaged song of all of the songs that I listened to. I think it was like kind of the one where when Direwolf came on, even in the live in the live version, like I knew I was listening to Direwolf. Like it it was it was memorable for whatever reason. Maybe it was the yeah. rhythms and um, it was it's kind of I think it's the shortest song on the list too. So it's the it's just the tightest um, song I think. And I liked it. Um, I remember liking that. So I started with this playlist. Then you go into Birdsong. And Birdsong kind of... Uh, I don't know about Birdsong. So
0: the live Birdsong... Or the the studio Birdsong, it's a Jerry Garcia song, not a yep. Grateful Dead song. But they play that song live a lot. And their live version of it is like... It, it's That's the thing with the Dead. Like you'll go on a dead subreddit and be like hey can you find me like a good i did this once like where's a good el paso like you just like <laughs> look for a good version of a song because like sometimes they're like not as good so like i you could i could go on and say like where can you does someone know where a good bird song is yeah and they would find a good uh live version of a bird song so like and actually, Bob Weir did an NPR Tiny Desk where he did Birdsong, and it was really good. I I, I might I, if you I, we, to I'm, I haven't gotten your opinion on the deck but you should listen to that. Yeah, There's yeah. a harp. It's so really well, cool.
1: I think we're working towards towards my opinion. I'm not just giving it right away, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're gonna work towards it. Okay. And then there's China Cat Sunflower. So, so China Cat There Sunflower. is a little bit of a um, gap in the bit. Of, uh, if for the listener i'm sorry that, that there's kind of a just a tuning for like about 2 minutes there's like a long gap before the song actually starts and also i think michael you were at that show maybe but anyways i want to hear your opinion
1: yeah for at the the shoreline amphitheater concert it definitely was at, i was at one of those they had, so it could have been this one but china Cat Sunflower, not the biggest fan if i can put it put it Quickly. Really. Yes. Um. And I. I will get to the reason why I think when we talk about the live version, we'll just on the, the okay. eighty three concert.
0: Um. But so I. Dire what Wolf, about the guitar? I. I. The reason I put that on there was I thought you would dig John Mayer's guitar work. I don't like it. Really. Yes. Okay. But wow. I have a reason. I'm very surprised. I have a
1: reason for it. Um, okay. But, so I wanna, I mean, just put, just going through these playlists again, and then we get to the Day of the Dead album, which is a series of covers by, and you nailed it, Brad, you put on, you put on artists that are near and dear to my heart. The first song, Touch of Grey, War on Drugs, you have Courtney Barnett, you have The National, which I've been slowly getting into based on your recommendations nice. on our top 10s nice. of the decade. Shout out to our first, very first episode. Our pilot, yeah. Um. Kurt Vile, also formerly part of the War on Drugs. You have uh, Wilco on here. You have Phosphorescent, which I really like. And you have oh, Real Estate, which too. I also really like. Um, so we'll just get into it. So what surprised me was, um, I don't want to go through all of these songs, but my favorite right. song, or my two favorite songs on here, one of them completely took me off guard because I don't really like Mumford & Sons. Like, Yeah. When Mumford and Sons came out, they were good. Like I remember, we went to go see Women's we show, and everyone was kind of into this like strumming acoustic guitar, folksy music, and we were all like, "This is great!" Right?
0: Yeah. But then they got it kind old of fast. Got old. They got yeah. old fast. They got old fast. I used to. I have a Mumford and Sons album. Yeah. I haven't touched. I haven't listened to Mumford and Sons in forever. The reason I put that on the playlist though is because that is probably my favorite Dead and Company song, or sorry, Grateful Dead song is "Friend of the Devil." And, and so, I, I, I would, would agree,
1: I would actually agree, based on all this, I did say Dire Wolf. Dire Wolf was probably the most packaged, but Friend of the Devil is, is the song that I would go back to on this list. Not Mumford & Sons by itself, even Grateful Dead, but, so that song was great. Um, I really liked and was surprised by Uncle John's Band by Lucius.
0: Uncle John's Band is another one of my favorites, because... Jimmy Buffett my mom my parents used to love to listen to Jimmy Buffett. I still love Jimmy Buffett even though he kind of gets a bad rap and he covered Uncle John's band. So that was like my first experience with the Dead. So anyways, go on. So,
1: in oddly foreshadowing, Uncle John's band on both the on the studio versions, I wanted to turn it off. I did I uh-huh. could not stand it. So it took me aback. So um, moving down the line, I also I also like I put a heart or you know, Spotify like the Phosphorescent song, the national song, Morning Dew. Um, Peggy O is okay. And then I liked Here Comes Sunshine by Real Estate. So we I, I, just to summarize where I am uh, so far, after an hour and 10 minutes uh, listening to this Dead Conversion playlist, I'm a little thrown off by the Grateful Dead songs, right? But then I liked yeah. a lot of the covers. I was I was encouraged.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have – they're good – that's the thing about the dead. Like people don't realize, and I didn't ever realize, they're they're not just like hippies that write like hippy dippy songs. Like they write a lot of Americana songs. Like if you listen to this Day of the Dead album, you can see how good of songwriters they are.
1: Yeah. Well, so and, and they gonna...
0: have it, They have Robert Hunter, who is their lyricist for a lot of the songs. Um, but anyways, go on.
1: Well, now I want to get into that. Maybe we should, at the end of this, when I give you my opinion, because um, what struck me listening to this was one, I, I highly respect all of these artists that did these covers, and I all I could think about was like, man, like this is it's pretty telling that all of these artists are want to do and record essentially studio versions of of Grateful Dead cover of Grateful Dead songs, right? So it's clear that grateful dead has made a big impact on all of these artists um so anyways we'll get we'll circle back on that point um circle the, the circle back the uh the live shows were next yes
0: yeah so the youtube video uh live at the civic center in san francisco in 83.
1: right so i had to listen to the first three songs um on the Dead Conversion playlist, Di- Dire Wolf, Birdsong, and China Cut Sunflower. One note for the listener, if you are on that YouTube playlist, the the show notes on YouTube, the description, the little timestamps, they're, they're off. They're off. But the first comment actually has the right. Oh, Yeah. Nice. So the first comment on the YouTube. Li- anyways, um, <sighs> this is going to be short. I didn't like the live versions at all.
0: Oh, Okay. And that it takes some time to get into, I think, okay. Yeah. So I think it took me a while to get into Dead and Company. It took me a while to get into the live versions of, even Dire Wolf. Even Dire Wolf.
1: Dire Wolf, like I said, it, it's the most packaged song. It's also the shortest, probably a four minute live version on that YouTube playlist. So, like, it wasn't, it didn't hurt me. But China uh-huh. Cat, Sunflower, and Birdsong. It, it like you said at the beginning it's kind of like pulling teeth like i just want to
0: yeah i'm
1: cleaning my house and i just want to listen to something else i don't want to listen to this um yeah but here's here's why so i feel like first of all china cat sunflower feels like we could be singing the song i feel like the vocals aren't that strong so
0: that's that's one thing about the dead is uh bob weir especially yeah his vocals so he sings a lot of, like, country-type songs. Like, he sings Mama Tried by Merle Haggard, which that is something that got me into the dead because I love Merle Haggard. Um, and he he does better at those type of songs. And and then in the studio, they do better, obviously, getting yeah. nailing down the vocals. And you get used to, which sounds bad, but you kind of get used to Jerry's vocals and you kind of not overlook them, but you you kind of fall in love with him in a different way. And, uh, so I get it. I get why it's pulling teeth. I think I said pulling nails before. Sorry about that. I was about uh, to
1: say pulling nails. I I'm
0: know. glad you said pulling teeth. Cause you corrected me. Um, it's hard. We're on a podcast. This yeah, is live. Yeah. We're just yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, uh, he, his vocal, Jerry's vocals are unique. Yeah. They're very unique. And, um, I think that's where people get their opinion of the dead, uh, and anyways, so you did not like the live version.
1: So I didn't like them. I felt like I felt like the, especially in the live versions, and when I when you get to the studio versions, stuff is obviously more packaged, um, but the live versions accentuated this feeling that I got, especially on China Cat Sunflower, where it felt like the guitar parts, the jammy parts that I was supposed to like or uh-huh. that I felt like I was supposed to like cuz I'm a huge guitar fan, Yeah, that's that's what I I picked those yeah. stuff, yeah. I felt like one the 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 guitar parts kind of sounded the same like the jam parts for each of the songs. Like they didn't if they felt disjointed. Like I I heard the vocals, I heard the song, but then you would it it never felt like the jam part was kind of part of the song it just felt like it was its own thing
0: agree to disagree but yeah
1: (laughs) so that but that's exactly it that's what music is so Uh, yeah i I think yeah yeah. so anyway so let's move on to the studio version so then i'm going through the studio Studio versions versions. i think on the studio versions the vocals kind of come a little bit like they're definitely calming it's calming music it's kind of like yeah um i heard you know you can hear crosby sills and nash Uh, kind
0: of. Well, so they were very inspired by them on, on Working Man's Dead, which I think is an album that you would actually like. It's very Americana. Yeah. There's like, there were like three albums that they recorded kind of when Crosby still is a Nash were popular. Anyways, I won't get it. I want to hear your opinion. Sorry.
1: No, no, you're good. This is good. So, um, Working Man's Dead, like on, on a song on their uncle John's band. I did not like the studio version. um, I think I did like the Casey Jones song. There's the the random songs that were a part of the American Beauty, or that's not American. Is it American Beauty's the name, or is that were they on the soundtrack yeah. of the
0: movie? <laughs> no, no, no. American Beauty's the name. No, no, okay. no. they yeah, yeah.
1: So, anyways, I get through the whole thing, and I guess are we ready for my
0: opinion? Yeah, yeah I, I'm we'll, ready. We'll,
1: we'll, 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 well, hang on one second. So let's, yeah, I want to so, hear
0: more of your opinion on these studio versions. So
1: I, I just... It it wasn't...
0: It, nothing really popped out at me. Like, Touch of Grey... Um, so that's their most pop. So that song came out in the 80s. Yeah. And it was like... It came out when MTV came out. So they had a music video for it. And they were all skeletons playing live. Yeah. It was like... It's a really cool music video. And it's like... It's their most popular. I'd say probably their most popular song. Yeah. Just because it was on MTV and like. Got it. Um, well, so it was kind gonna, of their most poppy song too.
1: I think. I, I, so I want to flip this back on you, um, because I think the listeners are, I, you know, you could infer what my opinion is. But I want to say, and I, the way I'll circle back on this, circling back finally.
0: Okay. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cover versions. When I was listening to the studio versions of these songs. I realized that the cover versions, by themselves, like were they took they made them so different, like the right from from the studio versions, and I I felt like I didn't, I guess I don't understand why going back to what I was saying, I don't understand after listening to all this why and why those artists decided or have such reverence for the Grateful Dead to cover those songs. (laughs) Like, I don't get it.
0: (sighs) Michael, okay, so my playlist... Maybe we'll come back to this. We have other content that I want to go through before we come back to this. But I think we should need to circle back (laughs) on doing this dead conversion. Uh, Well, I'll come up with another plan and scheme. But we have a lot of... Is the listener to the listener? We have a lot more ideas to come out with, but I'm really bummed. Uh, I'm glad you gave it the respect, and I'm glad you like the cover versions. Yeah. But I I think I, if you could take something from this is that a lot of artists respect the dead. That and is- I know you don't understand why, but I think I I you don't understand why, but I understand why. I it took me a long time to get to there. But that's and what I thought I, I might be able to get you there. But so so why? Give I
1: want to hear your answer.
0: Well, okay. First of all, like maybe you need to watch that documentary on the prime. But like they toured like crazy and got their chops. And like I guess you said you don't get their live stuff. But like Jerry Garcia was a really innovative guitar player. He played. He actually started off playing the banjo, and I can see. Like, and here in the way he plays guitar, sometimes it he plays it kind of banjo-y. He's like picking like, kind of, kind of the picking and like, and like he, I mean, there's just so much story behind the Dead too. Like they took acid on Hate Street and like toured with like they were just like epitomes of the '60s, and. And then people followed them across the country because they, they got it, they got it. I know you don't get it. It took me a long time to get it. Um, so they're and they one, were yeah go ahead. And they're classic rock, but they there's so much more than that too. They're like hippie rock. They're like folk they, rock. They do a uh, folk rock. They do uh, country in a lot of their covers jazz elements miles davis said that he respected jerry garcia which he did not give that praise to a lot of people yeah do you like his him innovation <laughs> he liked him i don't i i, I can't remember like i don't want to like say stuff that like i yeah, can't yeah, yeah. back up but like i saw a tweet where it said like miles davis or an article or something miles davis really respected the dead or like jerry garcia at least and um if you watch the documentary, there's just so much story behind. Like, uh, Phil Lesh, the bassist, uh, was like a uh, classically trained guy who got into LSD and then like joined the band and like was he's an awesome bassist. And then they have two drummers. Like, what band has two drummers?
1: <laughs> I know that's actually cool. Well, see, this is why and, like, this is why I wanted to ask you because I knew you know a lot about it. I, yeah. I, I get the sense I get the sense that they're pioneers I guess I was trying to compare them to something else someone else and I, I guess I I feel like I couldn't um, I, I, I also can see how a lot of how a lot of um, well I guess I can't see I can't see listening to it why people like them so much but it, it's, it's very clear that I'm missing something that a lot of people yeah including you have and I guess um I guess, I guess I'm just not ready for it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair, and I'm not gonna push you that much further right now. But I, I, I will I push need, you again. I need again. some
1: time. I need some time.
0: I know, I know, <laughs> and, and, and I get that because it took. I had to convince myself like I wanted to like the dead, and I just couldn't. And I knew if John Mayer. Oh, and there's a song on the playlist, Althea, which I was like, I put it last. And I kept asking Michael when we were waiting to do the podcast. I'm like, have you listened to Althea yet? Because I knew that that was when he would be done with the playlist. Right. And uh, so that song is what convinced John Mayer to join the dead. He had never heard any Grateful Dead before. He had Pandora. This is what I I read somewhere. He had Pandora on and Althea came on and he's like, whoa, what is this? And then, you know, he's John Mayer. He can get in contact with the folks and like... He got in contact with like Bob Weir or something, and and then that's how Dead Company started. It's
1: it's all, I mean I love that I love that he's part of it. I I love the I, I respect the culture. I think it's great. Like I think I have a I have a Dead and Company shirt. I think it looks cool, like the little skull logo. Yeah,
0: um, and and I think one thing too. I know people like put them out there as like a hippie band. I'm not a hippie. I love them. Yeah. And like, I, I think, uh, I mean, I love hippie culture and I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to get political, but I think that's the thing. They're not like, as much as like they come out as like a hippie band, they're not really that political. Yeah. Like none of their songs are political. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like the, I think some of the artists have gotten political in some respect, but like for the most part, they're not like even Bruce Springsteen, who's come out like is very, his songs are pretty political, or, like, I don't, I I don't know, like, who, like, who's a political artist, Michael? Um, I don't know, uh. I don't know, I can't think of anything right now, but, like, artists that are, like,
1: who? I don't know, I was gonna say, like, some of the Motown guys are, I feel like, are pretty.
0: Yeah, or, or, like, even, and not that there's anything wrong with being political, Yeah. I but like I also respect the not being political too. Yeah. Um, just enjoying the music for the music, I think, and just sending out good vibes. Again. Which is which is
1: what what's what I feel like they do, and and I I guess we should close because we can talk about this on another time. But I will say I did get the sense I was again why why are these why are some of my favorite artists like covering this band that I just really don't understand. And because uh, I don't really like the jammy parts either. And I, I thought about that Analyze Fish podcast and I was like, if anything, it feels like these are real songs. Like the songwriting, as you said at the beginning, I'm not listening to lyrics that closely, but I can tell that they're it's poetic. It's not just a bunch of mumble jumble.
0: Yeah. And they had a good lyricist, um, but yeah, we won't get super into it. We've talked about The Dead a lot. I think we gave him the listener uh a good amount uh to go off of to noodle on uh, to noodle on um so michael i have a question for you yeah what you feeling what i can... gotta I, th- I, th- I think we should add a little segment to this podcast what you feeling like what content are you feeling right now like in the last like
1: like like just what's like top the last of couple mind of weeks or
0: uh, what's top of mind what's top of mind for you what you feeling
1: i like this question a lot um well, I always i i, uh, I listen to albums. T- typically, when I'm when I'm listening to music, um, I'm the same it's, way. And so yeah. I get into. Um, of course, you are. That's what this is why we're doing this podcast. So I usually get into one, and I kind of have it on repeat for X amount of time, right? If it does, if it lasts for a couple of weeks, then it's probably a real thing. And I would say right now, if I could pick one thing that I'm listening to to tell the the, the listener, is Waxahatchee's album St. Cloud. Um she's a kind of folk uh what's Americana what's the,
0: artist. What's the it's what's the artist? Waxa How do you spell that? W A X
1: A H A T C H E E. Wax
0: uh Like it sounds, but it's Yeah. It's and not like X Y A T No, no no no. It is like it sounds it's, it's a
1: weird waxa hatchy. right. Um, okay, I'll she, check that out. She didn't tell yeah, me about that. Saint Saint Cloud is the. Oh, you
0: did tell me about that. Yeah, but, I did. I, I did.
1: I shared it with you, but I I, I think the songwriting, the the musicianship, um, front to back, that album is very very good. I bought tickets to a show to see her in September. Knock on wood, hope it happens. Um, I think we should. Hopefully, we're back at concerts in September, but who knows? But. That's yeah. uh, that's what I, what I'm, that's what I'm feeling. What, Brad, what you feeling?
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna feel two things. Uh, we've been feeling a lot of music, and I want to just be make it clear to the listener, we're not gonna do just music. Um, so the first thing I'm gonna shout out, um, what I'm feeling, is uh, a new show on Netflix. Never have I ever. A friend of ours from high school is actually on it, um, which is really cool to see. Uh, Richa succeed really well. Um, she's one of the main characters, and it's kind of a teen drama. It's not my normal cup of tea, but like, or cup of fee as we say on the podcast, <laughs> uh, cup of coffee. Um, but it's really well done. The jokes are great. Um, it's really cool to see someone from our our senior class doing really well. Um, or I guess our class. It's not our yeah. senior class. We're yeah. not seniors anymore. We were. We were at one point. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. But I'm also going to shout out some music because we do love music. And I, sh- I gave this to you. I'm in California right now, so I've been listening to a lot of Beach Boys. And I put back an album that I found out about in 2013. It's called Surf's Up by the Beach Boys. Not a lot of people have heard of it. It came out after Pet Sounds, Pet Sounds after... Smiley smiled like the failed attempt at it or whatever, and this album is pretty solid. It's got it's got some downs on it, but I'd say like for the most part the, I, I personally like it better than Pet Sounds. I feel like Pet Sounds sounds really dated now. I know Pet Sounds come came out and was like top of the game and inspired the Beatles, but I think as a whole, Surfs Up sounds a lot more modern and uh it's got some really good songs on it so that's that's what i'm feeling
1: and, and i yeah i you put, you got me onto it i really like it so uh, encourage um encourage a listen i don't know if it's yeah, better than i'll, put, that I'll sounds, check but... out
0: whatcha hat. yeah i know that's my opinion yeah i like it yeah um and i'll check out what's waxahatchee waxahatchee st cloud I know I, I I gave it a quick listen and I like I said it's it's like it wasn't pulling teeth but I just wasn't into it so right. I didn't give it its full shot. Oh, I, do like right like it. I do feel like you like I it. I do feel like you like it. but hey,
1: this is the yeah. whole and this is why yeah. you know
0: this is why some, we have the podcast.
1: Sometimes yeah, sometimes it, we're on different tracks and
0: yeah. even though like we think alike a lot, we sometimes we like I thought you would really dig the China Cat Sunflower guitar work. By Least John
1: favorite Henry. song of all of it.
0: I'd say give it one more listen and just listen to the guitar.
1: I can't. I you're. you're I need at least. A few <laughs> <months>. <laughs> like, I, I'm China Cat Sunflower. Now. Also, what the hell? Like, it sounds like on the live album, it's like it's a, uh, or on the live concert, it sounds like Jerry Garcia's like mic is cutting out or or he or he like forgets the words to what he's singing when he starts singing China Cat Sunflower. It's like.
0: He was on a lot of drugs then. Uh, he I was know. on heroin. Not that that's a good excuse. No excuse. Like,
1: it's just, I, like, whatever he wanted to do, I just, I have to be able to enjoy the music. And I, like I said, it's just, it sounds like I'm just not ready for it yet.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, listener, thank you for listening. Um, we will be back. Um, we have a couple ideas, Bruin. Um, it's just a matter of getting the schedule together. Um, we're both busy people. Well, Michael's a busy person. I'm furloughed right now, as I mentioned. I'm not busy. Um, Michael's still working hard, or hardly twerking.
1: <laughs> Definitely hardly twerking. But no, we we have to we do have to get it onto a more regular schedule, and we will.
0: Yeah. Um, check out the website feelingcontent.net. Dot um, net. Think Don't we, forget. I think we have dot biz too. I think Ooh. I I gotta check. I hope um, we do.
1: I kind of want a dot biz. I like that
0: dot biz yeah i think it might direct to dot biz as well i i i don't know i i've tried to figure out the website stuff i'll work on that some today after i edit the episodes uh, anyways check out the website donate if you can um that helps i want to try to do some adwords and try to get us global i mentioned that last time <laughs> i want to get us global we, feeling we content deserve, global we
1: deserve a global audience at this point yeah
0: i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go to london first just do some <laughs> adwords campaigns in london i think we'd hit i think we hit a nerve there oh yeah anyways um i hope you enjoyed this episode ciao ciao for now
1: ciao ciao brad